I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, fine folks. Today is Sunday, August 30th. We hope you're all enjoying your weird transfer window break from football um it's a transfer window that only 2020 could mock up and we'll get into that very shortly but we hope you're doing well you're relaxing patrick and i over here felt we had to get on for a couple reasons and uh one of which is to intro the summer roundtable series that is back for a second successive summer we've got our Prem de la Prem favorite fans of each of our respective big clubs, and maybe even a few clubs that you wouldn't have expected. Big things in the works. New ones, too. Yeah, mm, new ones. Mm. We're nothing if not expanding at an incredibly rapid rate. So we're, <laughs> we're excited for you growth, guys to hear that. Growth for the sake of growth. Mm-hmm. Growth for growth's sake. Indeed. Indeed. No, we got so, some good stuff, up. Yeah, we wanted to get on and give you our initial intro to those, um, talk through a few things transfer-wise, and then just give you a lay of the land of how things are going to run. Obviously, the new season is kicking back up on September 12th, um, just a little less than two weeks away. Holy hell. Um, Patrick is basking in the limelight of his friendly victory against Liverpool, maybe celebrated a little too hard, a little hungover from that one, but you know, a win's a win and things are moving at a very strange pace. So you guys can rely on us to bring you the details as they happen. Patrick, well any, yeah. Is that a, a, my cue? Yeah. I thought it was, that, I thought you had something else after that. I mean, I can do what I, I no, I there are going to be times is, where I just stop talking and I hope that you're there to catch me. It's like a trust fall. Mm, mm, a verbal trust fall. Um, so I'm going to have to, one of my, one of my resolutions this year after, you know, cause I, 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 I do the edits. There's nothing more painful than going through the edit and hearing you on your way to making a point and then hearing me go, well, you know what, James actually, and then just completely hijacking it. So that is something I'm, you know, what makes me feel better prove upon. And I can you know what makes for, me feel better, Patrick? And the fans. And I'm, I'm glad this is happening in front of the fans because when I listen back to episodes, I feel like I do the same thing. So this is a nice, this is a nice little moment for us. James, if, if... Or are we both just terrible? If I had two words to describe us as podcast hosts, it would be, um, it would be humble and legendary. So I think that we're bringing <laughs> a lot to the table here. And we're, we're really just, you know, putting, putting each other Not in our front. Words. But also, it's good to know that we're both... We're both pressing the issue because clearly we feel like we're pressing the issue, but we're also respectful enough of, of each other's times. Well, we'll see when a little bit leave it comes around if that stays the case, James, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for now it's nice. If our podcast had a tactic, it would be the gig and press. Dude, we'd be running the 424, and Sane <laughs> and Bernardo Silva would be at the wing back positions getting yeah. forward. Yeah. So we're going to put this episode out uh, probably uh, Tuesday. Um, 
or definitely in yeah. in this upcoming week, Tuesday, maybe September the first. And then what's going to happen is we're going to fall into a pretty rapid cadence of these roundtable interviews that we're knocking out. So you're going to get you're going to get some Liverpool, you're going to get some City, you're going to get some Chelsea, you're going to get some United, Spurs, and Arsenal. And like we said, there might be a little mystery team mixed in there. We're still tracking down our guests and arrival times, just like our chief Muppet officer is tracking flights on a daily basis. Um, so that is all something to look forward to. And then, of course, we will send it in. We're going to be a little bit more reserved with our own takes um, in these roundtable series to let the guests talk. But, of course, Patrick and I will have the final word um, before we send it into the new season, just so quickly around the corner. Yep. And yeah, just to just to hit on that, we're super excited. I mean, the pace of this season in the summer, you know, coming back, the short window, you know, what was there, three weeks between the, the FA Cup and the Community Shield, which kind of marked the end and the beginning of the English campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy, and it's crazy for us too. So the plan is when you're hearing this, every weekday until the start of the Premier League, we're going to have an episode for you. They're going to be geared towards specific teams, but I really think there's a lot in there for, for, fans, of the, for fans of the Premier League. See where, see where every team where the pulse is in the in the in, in the fans and, and what they're expecting. As always, we have a lot of fun with, fun with these guests, and you know it really is. I, we do say in jest, but it is eye opening and, and helpful for us to get a an inside look. Uh, always always mm-hmm. new stuff to learn. So really mm-hmm. pumped for for this to be back. Yeah, without a doubt, and you know we. This was a podcast to intro the roundtables, of course, but we also have an element of an emergency pod because there's the small matter of a mountain goat perhaps making the trip across the Pennines to land in Manchester City. Like we said, only in 2020 would the transfer window be doing a madness like this. Lionel Messi may very well be on his way to the Premier League, and it seems like the only club capable of pulling that off is a club with uh, a, a significant amount of oil in the ground, Man City. Um, looks like the likeliest, and you know we, we left it to that round table to really get into the details, but Patrick, I know you and I both from the outset thought, oh, this is posturing. This is to generate change in Barcelona. Granted, you know, it's not the first time that Messi's hinted about leaving. Uh, we, I think we can both recognize that while Manchester City is the likeliest, maybe not the final destination, we're fairly certain now that he is leaving Barcelona, which is an insane thought. It's, it's I mean, he's been there since what? He was like eight or 10 or something like that. He's mm-hmm. a... La Masia, is that what it is? Their academy graduate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's as excited as I am. You know, it seems like City's the most likely destination. As excited as I am for him to get into the Premier League, uh, I just can't help but feel bad um, and a little sad, honestly, with how this saga is ended. You know, when you think about uh, players and their relationships to clubs, we know they're not permanent, but there's some there's some players that are so so tied to to their organization. You know. Uh, you know, imagine, I mean, even, um, you know, Roy Keane didn't have the, the, the nicest end to his time at United, but like, think no. about like somebody like Giggs, like, what if that got ugly? Like, what is that? Like, I feel bad for Barcelona fans who, you right. know, I mean, and they've, they've had their, their success, but, uh, you know, their greatest player of all time, they idolize him. And it seems like Messi even wants us to end the right way. And so you're going to be left supporting a club that didn't want to, didn't yeah. want to like, you know, honor their best player and how he exited. So, you know, I, I do want to caveat my Premier League excitement with that. It just as as, as a if you love the game, you know, sure you can hate Barcelona, but and you can be like happy that it's happened to Barto or whatever, and the fans got to go through it. But it's just a it's just a shitty way for it all to end. Um, 
Sure. But, man, I mean, can't wait to see him. I, I you, wish Stoke was in the league so we could say, but can he do it away to Stoke? I, that's the only time I'm going to say I wish Stoke was in the, the FA league. Cup, the FA Cup, the FA Cup draw or the League Cup draw hasn't happened yet. You know, don't don't totally knock it out of out of bounds. But I think an interesting point you made there is, um, it, it it's not the way you would have wanted this to end, obviously. And, and he is Barcelona as much as. A player of Barcelona you know he is the club and it's funny they say um, they're saying is Mesque un club like bigger than a club um, he is bigger than the club and even though it was maybe you could say six seven years in the making of players who weren't phased out properly and new players mm-hmm. weren't brought up properly if it was six seven years in the making and you could see it coming then there were six or seven years to make this avoidable and to make, just to make it so that it didn't end like this. And now, Pat, to bring it back to what you said, I think you're seeing fans and, and notable players and people maybe even in the Barca organization whose posture is, please facilitate this move. Like, make this as least... Oh, God, I'm about to say it. Make this as least messy as possible. Right. So it ends yeah. on good terms. Because the, the like fallout is him. like, it's the saddest thing to see happen. Um, and but he obviously, already has. We talk about his body language. He always has that like sad look to him, like when things mm-hmm. aren't going well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just picturing one of those like trademark, just like you know, no hope left in his eyes, messy faces. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if it's, I'll be happy if he's in the Premier League. Um, and it seems like it's City. Like I kind of, I kind of want to see him and Pep together. Him and De Bruyne will be a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't think I could stomach him at United. Just to, just to be frank. Uh, I think that would that would I, I don't I wouldn't enjoy that. Like I can well, enjoy. Well, uh, you can you can sleep easy, Pat. You can sleep yeah. easy. We're we're still trying to pull off some uh, some Van de Beek transfer. So, but if it's 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 City or or, or Juventus for me, uh, I would be excited to watch Messi play. I would Everywhere hate PSG. Uh, let right, me be very frank the, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would and hate one that. of the Milan sides. It just seems like it would be done to reignite the Ronaldo Messi rivalry. And at this point I'd rather see them play together. So yeah, uh, that's, that's where I'm at with that. And I hope it just doesn't seem like it's going to end well. Uh, quite frankly, it does not. Well, seem like, it might end like well for yeah. Premier League fans. And obviously that's, that's the audience sure. that we cater to of this. And I said it on the Man City podcast. I'll say it again here. I am all for city going to Man City bitter rivals but you have this opportunity i was trying i was trying to think of a parallel and i don't think jordan pulling up in a wizard's jersey past his prime is adequate because messi is still very much if not the best player in the world top two you could like even the most bold person would say top three you know so to get a chance to finally see him in the premier league something that even like the biggest holdouts against him have held against him um just the chance to see it happen who am i to say like I hope he doesn't go to City. You know, like, I, just the opportunity to watch him on a weekly basis more so than I did at Barca is going to be amazing. And obviously we'll document it well here. Wait, who does does Aguero have the number 10? Does he work with 10 at City? He does, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. is like 17, I think. Ooh, uh, so that's going to be awkward. Messi doesn't wear something other than uh, 10, right? I think maybe early in his career he was like 19. I believe he wore like 19, yeah. yeah, yeah. When Ronaldinho was there. Yeah, when Ronaldinho was in the team. Holy Um, shit. Does Aguero, oh, to his countrymen no less. That would be a fun one. Mm -hmm. What number do you think Messi, let's let's say Aguero picks it. Because I, I think Messi would respect Aguero and not 
given Aguero's tenure and their being the countryman, I think Messi wears another number. What number do you think he wears? Yeah, I mean, Aguero's like the most legendary player at Man City, right? Like, you can't can't be doing that. So my next guess I do it for some change, that, though. Be like, my next guess much? is that Messi goes, he does like one of those things where he goes back to his original number, LeBron style, and goes with 19, and I'm looking at the City roster, I think that's unoccupied. Mm, 19 would be a sweet one. What if you mm-hmm. just went like a 99? Like something ridiculous. I hate those so much. What about 69? Messi 69. Mm. Yeah. Will Jones would order that. <laughs> well, yeah, Will Jones on alert. Um, no, I mean, so so Messi news is obviously occupying what is already, even without that, an insane transfer window. We'll get into all the moves that Chelsea has made. Um, Sign the thing. Yeah, signed to Ting. We'll get into all the moves that Chelsea made in their round table. United, I think um, just the bantering that I took from from Carl put Woodward over the edge, and he decided <laughs> to finally bring in a player, uh, Van de Beek. It was too much to take for him. Obviously, Sancho is still an unknown, a big question mark, but you're seeing all these quality players um, coming in, and I just hope we can get fans back into the stadium when it's safe to, to have people watch what's going to unfold come September. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they seem to be doing it better over there than, than we're doing it in the States. Sure, so sure. I know New Zealand had, like, full fans in, in the rugby in the rugby stadium to get a little bit of a resurgence, but it wasn't pretty not marginal. So hopefully things just keep going well um, in in the U.K. And, yeah, we can get we can get some fans in the stadium because it's what, – what a time to be a fan of the Premier League. You know, it's just – it's – you know, we, we, we do a little you done now is where we say it's not the case, but, dude, it's – it's the fucking time to be a Premier League fan, top mm-hmm. to bottom. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're living in a simulation, Patrick, it's a FIFA simulation. And honestly, that's <laughs> that's kind of where I get my most my most joy is in my FIFA simulation. <laughs> <laughs> See how many uh, drills I'm putting Bakayo Saka through. That kid is a legend. <laughs> well. You know, we'll save the juicy bits for the podcast, the roundtable series that'll be coming up next week. Um, we'll be pumping them out on a pretty much daily basis, so look forward to that. But there's one thing that we had to jump on and discuss that we won't be touching on there, and that is a subject near and dear to my club, near and dear to my heart. The summer that Harry Maguire has been through. Um, you may you may or may not be familiar with the situation, but he got caught up on vacation in Mykonos and some very unsavory things that actually landed him in jail. And uh, I'll go out on the record now and just say there's there's two sides to this thing. He's come out and done BBC, like a very solemn interview with the BBC. And I think if you sit through that and, and see his facial expression and, and the amount of pain that seems to be behind those eyes it's hard for me to not believe him and obviously I'll back him from my understanding of who the player is but Patrick once we get out of the way the fact that this is a very serious very sad situation I said that there the way this has been teed up by the defense and the prosecution is so insanely different that I feel like I had to bring you on to do a segment here and yep. there's no better way to do it than to tee it up with one of your favorite Crowleyisms, column A, column B. We know how much love you love it. to straddle the line. Are you going to let them? Should, should we? Should we start off with a little little context here? So I've been instructed to not read into the situation so that I can play this game in earnest. Is that is that so? Still the intent here. Here's the intent. 
I've, I don't I've, know much. I've collected a collage of news tweets and reports from when the situation was unfolding. And it's so funny seeing reporters scramble for, you know, to be the first one of the information, which means, like, if you get something, you print it, especially in the age of social media. So it's like, this is what the defense is saying, McGuire's side. This is what the prosecution's saying. So we're going to call it column A, column B, because Patrick is known to not pick a side and straddle the fence. Mm-hmm. A little bit column A, a little bit column B. I don't know where that exists in this, but I am asking Patrick and all you fans at home to listen in and help me find this line. Again, terrible, terrible situation. I'm only noting how insanely different the two sides of the argument are. So, here, he was out in Mykonos with his family, got a bit drunk. This is the background knowledge. Um, is, got, this, is this disputed? Or is this... The, this, is, all... this is the fact. And then we'll get okay. into dispute. Got it, got it, got it. Drunk. Um, got into a bit of, like, a drunk banter with some other British people there. Just, you know, I, like your shit like you're a fridge <laughs> whatever right. whatever like um just drunk banter no, a little just... bit of a light argument from then on it is chaos reigns are you ready patrick this is what I'm the ready. defense says mcguire's defense claimed two albanian men approached his sister daisy they injected her with something and she immediately fainted they called their van so i guess they had like a a chauffeur van and asked to be driven to the hospital but the driver then took them to the police department so first thing here this is like the plot of taken and and i second of all how do you point out that someone's albanian it's like yeah they were two albanian guys and just from the look of them that's yeah that's (laughs) questionable certainly in 2020 i'd like to get a little bit more info on how they know i mean with these guys detained uh, so i'll leave that there for now but yeah okay. continue this is okay the defense go on to say that when they arrived at the police station they were immediately assaulted by officers who kicked harry on his leg saying your career's over your career's over He said, they go on to say the defendant's rights were not respected during the arrest because the police officer's identities and instructions were not made known to them. He says the testimonies pertaining to the bribery charge are very vague. They didn't specify what he wanted to pay. So the idea here is that Harry Maguire said he would pay them off. He continues to say that he would never say fuck Greece because Harry loves the country and he's very keen on ancient Greek culture. Okay, there's a freak of the week right there. He would never say fuck Greece because he likes it. All due respect to Greece, if there's if if I believe the state is behind this and this happens to me while in Greece, no matter what I think about Greek culture, and I I do think ancient Greek culture is pretty cool. Mm-hmm, um, I would mm-hmm. say fuck Greece. Love Greek mythology. Yeah. Dude, uh, I just I mean, I'd kinda, love I'm more of a fence sitter in Greek Greek mythology. You know, some of the gods put them in column A, some in column B. Uh, but no, that is, dude. So I, 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 sh- I shit you not. I, I stayed away. Like I didn't click on any McGuire links. I did. I tried. That's not impressive. To even read a, it's a, impressive. Read a Reddit thing. Like I would see. I, like I knew that he got arrested. I knew that he was convicted. Um, I knew that there was a fight. And I saw Chris Hughes from Love Island say that when the truth comes out, he's going to look like a top lad. Yeah, he was with Chris Hughes, which was all all levels of shook because I like I follow both of them on Instagram. They like cross pollinated gram posts at like, at like Sunday's um, restaurant um, and then, then again <laughs> if you've got like a uh, uh if you've got like a homeland style pin board up in front of you you're like connecting salt bay to chris hughes dude. to harry Maguire on vacation okay. 
I'll let you lead the segment, but this yeah, this is the first that I've heard about police officer <laughs> assault and that his sister was fucking injected with something. This oh, is, it's okay. It's the plot yeah, of keep Taken. Going, keep going. Keep going. It's keep the, going. It's the plot of Taken. And I'm then on a wild ride right now. He continues to okay. And then another shout out from my end, because I haven't had a chance to talk about this with you. He would never say fuck Greece or fuck Greek police because he's very keen on ancient Greek culture. That's like, fam, I love Greek mythology. That was my shit in middle school. Like, I would never. Don't hit me. I love love Athens. I love it. It's so good. Okay. Here's the prosecution side. The prosecution says the plainclothes officers intervened to calm the situation down, but the English men did not calm down, and one of the defendants, probably McGuire, said, fuck the police, and punched an officer in the face. Probably <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> what? Prosecution alleged that at one point in the police station, Harry Maguire said, Do you know who I am? I'm the captain of Manchester United. I am very rich. I can give you money. I can pay you. Let us go. Okay. Uh, I believe you'd say that. And then let's get into the fallout. Let's get into the fallout. Um, he was found guilty on a case that I think his team of like high-paid lawyers and United spokespeople had about 24 hours to prepare for. They're going to lodge an appeal. He's got a suspended sentence of like 21 months in prison or something. It's very serious. What was he convicted of? Like um, the assault? Assault and attempted bribery on a police officer. So he was, he's been tried and convicted already. Correct. From like that punch and the bribe at the station. Correct. He's been found guilty on like testimonies from both sides. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. It like she sealed shut, but obviously they're going to appeal suspended sentence. Uh, dr- he was selected that day into the England squad. Gareth South- Southgate said, "I reserve the right to like change my opinion as facts come out," and he, you know, withdrew him from the squad. Fair enough. Man so United, I'm yeah, fairly sure. certain, are standing by him to the extent that they're not even dropping him from the captaincy. But Patrick. Let's go back, column A, column B. Help me pick apart the bones in this one. Okay, so I think he's guilty of bribery because he was he saying, vehemently he went on to the BBC and vehemently um, denied that. Okay, I don't well, I don't know if that makes a difference to you, but well, th- that was the only because th- he said the defenses was like they never told him how much to pay, and so there's kind of a through line there. But I suppose maybe they were trying to get a bribe off of him. Um, so maybe I'll walk that back a little bit. So I'll start with the fight. That's the first order of business. Plain clothes officers, uh, that's a problem. So it's sketchy. I, yeah, even if even if shit went down and the plain clothes officers were trying to break stuff up, I I, I would have no problem believing that uh, either through like a language barrier or lack of just if it was like a hectic situation between. Um, I'm not even going to address the injection yet because that's just I, I need to get to the fighting part first. Um, if yeah, if they if there was kind of a British fight going on and it was loud and then you know shit started hitting the fan, the planes close officers getting in the mix could have caught a punch. The fact that they said probably Maguire uh, kind of leans me to think that they don't really know what happened. It was kind of a little skirmishy. Because <laughs> he was um, with, um, I think he was with like family friends and other guys his age. You know, he was with a squad of dudes, not just his sister. Yeah, and I'm sure he was on holiday. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so the sister thing, 
I mean, if let me just put it this way: if the sister thing is true, whether it was like someone was trying to like date rape her, or they actually injected her with it's something. It's pretty terrifying. Like if they actually injected her for something, like I like that shakes me to my core. Um, just thinking about like that. That's the thing that I want to be super clear on here. Like I don't think this is like. I'm not trying to milk this for comedic value. Like, if that is true, that is super serious and very scary. Again, I just think the disparity between what is being reported is, like, to an extent, funny. If that's yeah. the right way to say it. The the the, the gap the gap between yeah. column A and column B is so wide that it is, right. yeah, there, there's, it's hard not to laugh at some points. But let me just put it this way. I, I think that something probably happened with the sister i mean he's a target he knows he's a target mm-hmm. i'm sure in if he's getting slated in international media he is a big goofy looking big goofy looking dude he stands mm-hmm. out i'm sure he catches banter all the time mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised if something escalated uh, and if something if if like 10 percent of what happened to his sister happened to his sister i got no issues with him throwing hands and if he's throwing hands and he's hitting an unmarked officer who's let's say best case scenario, uh, trying to break something up and he doesn't know an unmarked officer, then, you know, I don't, sure he's guilty, but like, let's look at the whole situation in context, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. sister's getting attacked in some sort of way and you're scrambling to make shit right. So I would back him in that. Um, I didn't see the interview. I, I don't know. I just tend to believe, like he's got so much to lose. He's got so much to lose. And, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it just seems as though something must have provoked it. Like, I don't want to say he's like, he didn't get into it. Um, but I do believe that he was not the instigator in whatever happened at the restaurant or bar, whatever, wherever they were. Yeah. I don't think he was the instigator, but I wouldn't, I can't. I, I, I actually do think something happened and I do think he got involved. Whether or not he punched an officer, the rest just seems like so, so sketchy. Yeah. Like, if they got in the car, like, who's driving the car? Like was that like an under was that guy in on it? If the, on the McGuire storyline, <laughs> it's 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 hard to it's hard to pick it apart. I I'll, I'll, I want to draw a column A column B perspective on one specific part of the story that is just so far apart, and then I'll give you my take on what I think like actually happened. Uh, this part here: the defense say that when they arrived at the police station, they were immediately assaulted by police officers who kicked Harry on his leg repeatedly, saying, "Your career's over." Now, flip side, (laughs) they say when the police officers tried to intervene, the Englishmen did not calm down, and one of the defendants yelled, fuck the police, and punched the officer in the face. (laughs) Those those couldn't be further apart, and I am, (laughs) you know, maybe it's just, it's just, um, maybe it's just a year. There's obviously a lot of, a lot of um, pretty awful shit stuff going down in in the states around around police that I don't have a whole bunch of trust in them off top but and I don't I don't know if Greek police are historically corrupt or not but I'm yeah my gut opinion is to back McGuire in this situation Mm -hmm. it really is I just why would he like but it is God it is like you to believe McGuire's line of things you have to believe that the Greek police are so corrupt and your yeah. antagonizers and that i don't know is, that, that either either side is such a heavy heavy accusation and as fun as this segment has been for me to speculate as i'm getting into it realizing the severity of both no matter what the truth is this is very very serious I, it's just 
yeah, I don't feel real comfortable speculating hard on the other one, but I'm, I'm inclined to believe McGuire. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. I'll, I'll give you kind of my like layout of what I've kind of pieced together, and the result is that you're dealing with a very corrupt system, which is hard to reckon with, but I do think there's little traces of truth probably in both sides, and you know what I believe to have happened is he gets in this scuffle with some British wankers or whatever they're they're in a fight these these sketchy men be it albanian or be it not get involved and like try and assume some kind of like date rape drug with with his sister and then if there's plain clothed police police officers who get involved he's probably going nuts he doesn't know who they are he doesn't know that they're police and sure he's probably like trying to get away trying to shove them whatever and then if he's disoriented and taken to the police station, what I do think, maybe not in the most verbose way that the prosecution alleged, but you know, maybe there was an element of him saying like, "This is insane." Like, what I can I give you, do? I can give you money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can give you money. What's going on? Because if they're plain clothed, he might think he's just being kidnapped. You know, right? It's like it, I'll it, pay you money to my kidnappers, not police yeah that's that's a good point because i think like bribe is like a, it's a weird word but i don't doubt that like given how crazy the whole situation was that he must have felt uh if not that his life was in danger there was very very serious stakes and if i had that money i would be fucking offering it up too and then i don't give a shit who's who's yeah. got me you know if i've got if i've got that level of money i'm saying what what does it take for me to get out of the situation yeah exactly. i probably say that even if i don't have the money and just see what they say exactly you know I mean? so, so if the you're a target yeah i think that's i think that's fair enough on him if you tried for bribery, then fuck it's off. an uh, it, yeah, it's an insanely heady situation, Patrick. I encourage you to go like check it out and you know, I'm interested. Read up, and like, watch yeah. interviews, and, and let me know if your opinion changes. Again, very very heady subject. Whatever conclusion you come to, I think we wanted to bring a little bit of levity to it and just point out the absurdity at, at which like the news reports things these days before all facts are present. So take away from that what you will. Um, I don't reckon we'll circle back on it too much as we get into the actual football and the roundtable series coming up. But we wanted is he, a, is he like in in England able like training with the team? Like mm-hmm. what, what's his what's the deal? Yeah, yeah. By all accounts, okay. he's back in England and, and sort of ready for action. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, right. I mean, I another thing to comment is the captaincy. I think sticking with him is the right thing to do because you're drawing that line of like I believe everything he said. In which case he was like the victim of this insane incident. We're not going to like strip the captaincy from him. So I, I, they're nailing their colors to the mast there. But at the same time, you're like, oh, Pogba got stripped of the captaincy by Mourinho because he didn't track runs back. You know, it's like, um, how yeah. are we evaluating like what is worthy of the captaincy? On Twitter, I saw a lot, a large majority of the United fan base say, he shouldn't have the captaincy, but I think this is also the people who were saying Bruno should have it from the beginning, you know? So that's kind of where we're at here. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, by, by, by stripping of the captaincy, I think that you're, you're muddying the waters. You're not, you're not doing anything. You're, you're, you're kind of saying like, there's a chance. I think that it's, it's simple. Like if he's like, if, if, if his, if he is found out to have, um, to have misrepresented the truth that you know some of the things that the, the, the prosecution is accusing him of are true if I mean I think that there's there's grounds to have him out of the team full stop and so I think that you're just 
you know, you're 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 drawing the line, like you said, saying, you know, we're backing him. And if if, if more information comes to light, I think it's reassess. not a bad look on yeah. United to then make a more you know hard line decision going elsewhere. You know, I, I yeah. don't think it's a bad thing to change their mind and. You know, it's it's clearly a very confusing situation right now, and I think what you got to do is you got you got to trust you got to you, you got to back your guy until until given a reason not to. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I don't have an issue with that. All right. Well, let's leave that one out in the ether. You know, fans, listen to the pod. Um, make your own judgments. Let us know if you guys disagree. But from now on, we will be moving back to the footy, and we'll be doing it in a big way with our roundtable series kicking off this week, and. Um, we are so psyched to go full steam ahead into the new season, especially as these transfers keep rolling in. So with that said, thanks for checking in for our quick news flash update. Uh, on behalf of Patrick, this is James signing off for Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.